Herm Edwards is out at Arizona State, and now the ASU administration begins their search for their next football coach. Who might some of those candidates be? And who's the next coach that might get fired in the Pac-12? I think we all know who that might be. Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster. Thanks for making this your first listen or your first view of the day if you're watching on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions, which is why, if you have not already, thanks to everybody who already has, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this show. I'm joined today by Richie Bradshaw, host of Locked On Sun Devils, who have an interim head coach at the moment, the running backs coach, I believe. And Richie, I've yes. got to be straight with you here. As someone who is in this space talking about these sports, I love a good coaching vacancy. It's fascinating. And we're going to get to all the candidates that we've got in mind and names that have been uh, thrown out there. We've both done uh, some some research, thrown some names out, and we'll see if we have uh, any crossover. And we have not discussed them ahead of time. So we get to kind of live react, which is fun. And uh, by the way, for those of you who couldn't figure it out, Carl Durrell's got the hottest seat in the Pac-12 right now. That's coming up on the show today as well. But Richie, at long last, what you have wanted for a while now, really ever since I've known you is here, Herm Edwards is gone and ASU gets to move forward. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't like being that person that's like, oh, you know, uh, I this guy needs to be fired and I can't wait for him to get fired. And, you know, this, that and the other. Uh, I, I try not to be that guy. You know, it, it gets to be very difficult sometimes because you have situations like what's going on at Arizona State where you just you need a change in leadership. And that's that's what ASU got. It, it's time to rip off the Band-Aid and finally start moving forward and figuring out what your plan is going to be now. And that's what ASU has decided to do. I, I I will be honest, I was not expecting it to be this early in the season, not only because, you know, it, it's right before Pac-12 play, but mainly because I was not anticipating you to lose to Eastern Michigan. And because that happened, I mean, you know, they, they just kind of forced their hand and they were like, you know, this is is kind of a long time coming, and I, I think this is probably the time to do it. So now Sean Aguano, uh, the uh, running backs coach, is going to be the interim head coach. Uh, guys seem to like him. He's been with the program since 2019, so he's got a few years under his belt, and kids gravitate to him. So, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out him getting promoted, but goodness gracious, you, you got to win, like, eight games if you if you want that <laughs> yeah he'd have to go on quite a run he'd have to galvanize the locker room upgrade yep. the schemes and the game management dramatically from what we've seen and now you have to you know change the mood amongst the players because of uh, that loss to to eastern Michigan's having been uh you know removed a, as the head coach something that appeared to happen in the end zone by the way didn't look like he made it to the locker room uh it kind of seemed like he there's yeah. a video of him going around he had a meeting with the athletic director and someone who might have been the president of the university don't actually know he was a older-ish but not too old guy with white hair and they were talking and it kind of seemed like yeah we're, we're going to go in a different direction they have all right let, I, I can't wait anymore let's go to the candidates we're each going to reveal our top three that that asu should be looking at here i'll start since i host the show and i get to determine how these things go 
Uh, <laughs> I, ASU should be in no rush to make this decision. I, I don't think you need to name a head coach in the next month or two or by the time the season ends or anything like that. Remember how it went with USC last year? Right. They, they fire Clay Helton. They name uh, the, the defensive backs coach whose name is eluding me right now. He was the interim head coach. And by the way, a well-liked guy who they have kept on staff. And I think that that is a good move on USC's part. It, it clearly has. Their defense has been forcing a lot of turnovers so far. But I think there is something to that. Just because Sean Aguano doesn't get the head job does not mean... Dante Williams. Dante Williams. That's the yes. guy. Yeah. And does not mean that he shouldn't still be retained on, on staff. But certainly he'll get a chance, right? Jake Dickert was the, you know, as he put it, interviewing head coach in... Uh, in, in 2021, he ultimately got the head coaching job. He's off to a great start for the Cougars. So it's not impossible. You can't rule out Iguano there. But I think you look at USC and you say you name an interim coach. You recognize this season's going to be a wash and nothing good will, will, will come of it, be under 500 and, and everything of that sort. I think you wait and you look at what's happening in the NFL right now with the Carolina Panthers. And Richie, if they could get him to come down, Right. I, I'm not going to speculate about the financials and, and everything because I, I've heard mixed results about, you know, how much money ASU has and whether or not they could afford a, a really big time coach like Matt Rule. But gosh, that that's got to be your number one option, because what you need now, because ASU has fallen down so far. Right. This is not a transitionary hire from Mario Cristobal to Dan Lanning, like at Oregon. Right. Or heck, even Jake Dickert at, at Washington State, where you're like, hey, we've been in a good place. I feel like this coach can get us to uh, the next level. You need a rebuild. And Matt rule has proved at the college level. He is a program builder. Yes, he is. I mean, he, he took Baylor and completely rebuilt their image because at the time they were, they were still trying to get back from all the stuff that Art Bryles they had were marred by a scandal. Program. Boy, yeah. that, that fit sounds, that fit sounds even better, but you make, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, our, ours isn't as bad, but you know, neither neither <laughs> no, here nor there. No, no. Point is, when when we're talking about Matt Rule, is like he knows how to take a program, build it up. He can recruit. My goodness, he's a smart offensive mind. Didn't seem to translate into pros, but I mean, Baylor is still rolling as an offensive program, and it's because Rule left such a great mark there. I think that's what Arizona State needs. Is like the last two or three head coaches have all been defensive minded. I can't remember what Dennis Erickson's uh, mantra was, but I think he was, I think he was more offense. Don't quote me on that, but that's my, that's my, that's my instinct. It was forever ago, but uh, uh, Todd Graham and Herm Edwards, both very defensive minded. It's time that you switch, you go to the offensive side of the football and you just, you get a new mentality. You get a new culture in your locker room. Matt rule has got to be your number one option like you said as as long as carolina you know un, unfortunately because again you're not you're not asking for these guys to lose their job but if he were to be have his contract terminated by the carolina panthers i mean arizona state should be on the phone the minute adam Schefter breaks that news I agree. And the problem for the Sun Devils in that hypothetical is I imagine Nebraska will be on the phone making the yeah. same sort of offer. And I think Nebraska has more resources to throw, you know, more, more dollars to throw at, at Matt rule though. I don't know how appealing Nebraska is nowadays, right? Like I understand they've got this big, rich history, but their brand is so downtrodden. I don't know that that's a great job anymore. And you have to recruit kids from out of state because you don't have any talent, hardly in your backyard, but 
the pitch there, if you're ASU to Matt Rule, would be you come here. It's an easier place to get kids to to come to school because uh, the campus is more spectacular in in Tempe than in uh, th- than in Lincoln, and you also have more of a base of talent right in your backyard. Right, like you can find you know the occasional five, but a lot of high three four star recruits that are coming out of the state of Arizona, Gilbert yeah. and Mesa. Like there there's a, a, there's a myriad of, of options there. So I, I think Matt Rule would be the best hire that that they could probably make there are more hires they could make we're going to get to all of those potentials heck we might be talking about potential candidates all week we probably will as they pop up but right now we're all cringing at the pump we're getting eye-popping checks at our favorite restaurants inflation is hitting us all where it hurts and it really hurts that's why i started using upside upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys uh, you know these things like gas groceries dines out if that applies to you, Upside is for you. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store five dollars or more cash back in your first purchase of ten dollars or more using promo code locked go download the free upside app today so richie another candidate who I, I, makes my top three list of guys that the sun devils have to be looking at here i've always been a matt campbell fan at iowa state and you're just speaking my love language right now <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 glad to hear you are two for two I'm I'm glad to hear it because I look at Matt Campbell and I say, what has Iowa State ever been? And he has taken that program and brought them to a point where they've beaten Oklahoma before, where they've beaten Texas before, where they've contended for a Big 12 championship. Now, the difficulty in getting Campbell is the brand of the Pac-12 going forward is inferior to what the perception of being in the big 12 is and financially the numbers bear that out right so that might be a tough selling point and whether or not it's a better job but would i rather be in ames iowa or tempe arizona i'm taking tempe however if rule says no i'd rather be in this conference than that one i i understand if he has that perception but another thing to consider we're going to be in that conference eventually. That's anyway. exactly what I was going to say. Like, take it easy over there. <laughs> it's 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 been suggested. Crazier things have happened in college football, but just talking about the coach that Matt Campbell is, he's been at Iowa State for a long time. So I don't think he's a, someone who would say no. I'm you know fully committed to being here. Like he's given it a really good run, but it's tough to win at Iowa State, and it'd be a lot easier for him to win if he were the head coach of the Sun Devils. Yeah, I mean, and, and it took him no time at all to rebuild the, or not even rebuild the image. Like you said, like Iowa State has never been this household name until Manny Campbell got there. And now we talk about the Cyclones every year as one of the more competitive teams in the Big 12. Uh, they just won the Big 12 back in 2020 and then won a Fiesta Bowl with him. So this is definitely a guy that you can build a brand with. People respect Manny Campbell. 
uh, he got NFL interviews. Like the Jets were all over him. In fact, I think he declined an interview with the Jets. If I'm smart not man, yeah. Oh no, good for him. Like I love Robert Sala, <laughs> but who wants to be the head coach of the Jets? Not even me, dude. Not not even me. <laughs> no. Maddie Campbell is outstanding, though. And if you were able to get him, that would be such a huge get for your program. I mean, like like you said, like with uh, with bringing in Matt Rule is Arizona has kids in their own backyard, right? You've got you've got your uh, chaparrales and your, oh my God, uh, brophies and uh, cactus and all, all those different uh, high schools that just produce talent like it's nobody's business. But you also have Southern California, not that not far Not that from far you. away, yeah. And you have Texas, not that far from you either. There is a lot of reach here for Arizona State to take their recruiting to the next level. Matt Campbell is one of those guys that can get you to come in and play for your program. It's not like Herm Edwards where you got to sell the kids a little bit because he's never been a college coach before. Matt Campbell has been coaching for over 10 years back at his time in Toledo. He has one losing record, and that was his first year at Iowa State. Since then, he's winning seven, eight games every single year. This is a guy people want to play for. This is a guy who the kids gravitate to, and they just they buy into his mentality. Yeah, you can sign me up for Matt Campbell on every day that ends in Y and twice on Saturdays. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Uh, my number three option. Were those your top two uh, as well, Campbell and Rule? Or Rule and Campbell? Yes, and I, I'm, I, I I'm curious say. if you're going to go three for three. Wow, we are just really I, – I promise you, everybody, we did not discuss this we, ahead of time. Like, this is just – these are who we're looking at here. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Suggest it. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it has to come up every time there's a, a, a at least semi legitimate program. Always. I don't think Urban. Yeah. I don't think Urban would go to Arizona State. I think Everyone he'd be more likely be to go like, to Nebraska. The past is the past. Like, come on, it's <laughs> it's a new leaf for Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, questionable character unquestionably great college football coach yes. would he go to asu i i doubt it it feels like unfortunately sun devil fans that it's a little beneath him so if you're getting your hopes yeah. up on that i i wouldn't i wouldn't count on it here's a coach who i don't think it's beneath and should be in the running and should have arizona state's interest kalani sataki byu okay that wasn't my third but okay. i i would okay. be all over that if you could pull him from BYU. He's got an incredible I live in the state of Utah. I was just playing golf earlier today with guys who uh who had kids who went to BYU and, and you know they are familiar with the program. The reputation of Kalani Sataki is airtight. I mean it is Kyle Whittingham-esque. Maybe it's just a Utah coaches thing, but great guy. Humble brag. Good football coach. He has a he is really, really well thought of. And I also happen to think he's a good football coach. Like, let's not forget he won the Pac-12 South in 2021. He, yes, he did. ran through. <laughs> he beat Arizona State. He beat Utah. He beat Washington State, USC. I forget who the other one was. Maybe Arizona. I, I think it was U of A. Yeah, I think I think it was maybe may, anyway. Yeah, he, he went five and the Pac-12 South. You know he'd be able to win there. Whether or not he would see it as an upgrade from BYU to Arizona State, again, Big 12, Pac-12 question. That's where this conference realignment stuff could get really fascinating. But 
to me, looking at the college football landscape, those are the three guys I would look at if I'm ASU. And that, that's who I'm calling first, right? I can't speak to whether or not they would, you know, give it a legitimate consideration because I don't know these guys. I don't know them that well. I can speculate from afar, but if I'm ASU, my first call, you know, once the season ends and you start your search, wait for it. Matt Rule, Matt Campbell, Kalani Stock. That that's my top three. Who who is your number three that you were fingers crossed I was gonna I was gonna agree with you on? Bill O'Brien. I don't hate it. I I don't I don't hate it at all. Now, I have not been impressed with his time as an offensive coordinator at Alabama. I watched that Texas game and he was running the ball for two yards of carry with Bryce Young as his quarterback, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why they right. were so determined to run the football in, in that game. Like you have a quarterback who can allow you to abandon the run, but that's nitpicking little because Bill O'Brien got to the playoffs several times with the Houston Texans. And we also can't forget he was the first head coach after the whole Penn state scandal. And he brought them back to relevance. Right. And then he left, they hired James Franklin. That's of course gone well for the Nittany lions. But I think people are going to have an initial reaction of like, oh, no, not Bill O'Brien. He sucks. Right. He's this. He's that. And I'm like, I don't know. His Nick Saban wants him. Nick Saban coordinators have gone places from the offensive side and had yep. success. Look at them all. There's like, way too many to count. There, there, have, there have been a number. And, you know, being a coordinator for Nick Saban is head coach rehab. I understand that. But if it works, that's what ASU is looking for. And he won at Penn State. And I also think the other reason that I actually kind of like that, Richie, is, you know, Matt Rule, he was at Baylor, so maybe he'd want to go back to the Big 12 and he wouldn't want to come to the Pac-12. But Bill O'Brien, right, as, as I just alluded to, is in coaching rehab right now. So right. he's looking for any anything opportunity. Yeah. So that's that to me seems like a match stylistically of we need a guy who can win at, at Arizona State. And Bill O'Brien's like, I want to prove that I can win. And I he would have a chance. He would have a chance to do that with the Sun Devils. Yep. And you mentioned it earlier. And this is another reason why I'm so attracted to Bill O'Brien is just like Matt rule. Look at the way he pulled a program that was going through some major crap because of big time file or not even violations, like just investigations, right? Yeah, investigation hovering over the program. I think that's a great point. Yep. And he, he rebuilds their image. He, I, I don't want to give him a hundred percent of the credit, but he really did so much to put Penn state back to relevance. And then James Franklin takes over and completely now Penn state is a power, a power team every year in the big 10 ASU is going through some stuff right now. They, they have a really bad image uh, hovering over their program. Yes. It, it's not as bad as the Baylor and the Penn state stuff that was going on, but nonetheless, I mean, this is a program that definitely needs new leadership. Bill O'Brien can provide that for you. The thing like you brought up is a lot of people would be like, oh, no, not Bill O'Brien. And the reason why is he is a personality. He is a very difficult individual to get along with. He is not everyone's cup of tea. And he's definitely an acquired taste, to put it politely. But this guy is definitely someone that kids are going to gravitate to. They're going to look at him and say he had NFL success. He got to work with some pretty good guys. And while his tenure didn't end the way that we were hoping it would, 
this is still really smart individual. I'm he got to work with Tom Brady and like for what it's worth, his biggest highlight is getting in a fight with Tom Brady on the sidelines. <laughs> I I would be I would be all over uh Bill O'Brien. Uh, there was a point in time where he was probably my number one, and I pushed him down a couple spots because of the two guys we talked about. There's all sorts of guys that you could sub in. Uh, the other day, I uh, excuse me. The other day, I did a uh, YouTube live, and someone brought up Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator with the Chiefs. That would certainly be interesting. I don't it would know be if interesting. I don't know if yeah. I love it because ASU has to turn around the recruiting. Like right. that has to be a factor when you're looking at this hire for the Sun Devils. The recruiting has bottomed out as low as it can possibly go. I don't just need a better scheme guy on Saturdays. I I, I need a better recruiter. And right, you've got I que- six I que- kids in your 2020 I, recruiting class. Yeah, I I question whether Bianami could could do that. Maybe maybe he could, but I feel like with Herm Edwards, they just tried, you know, bringing a guy down from the NFL to sell him, you know, almost exclusively mm-hmm. on NFL vision. That hasn't worked uh very well. We're gonna wrap this up for today, but certainly not on the show forever because this is just going to be so very, very interesting to follow. Some other names to follow. Todd Munkin, offensive coordinator for Georgia, humming Love name it. right now. Love um it. Pete Thamel throughout and I, I i like Pete. i think he does really good reporting here are the names that he threw out kalani sataki i like it tom herman maybe jonathan smith at oregon state chaos theory is what we call that in that Jeff is Gold exactly Bingo. what that is yeah. yeah ah that that's chaos theory um troy calhoun who's the air force head coach who just smacked colorado but then lost mm-hmm. to wyoming uh bill o'brien Alex Grinch, the DC at USC. No, thank you. I'm not. No. Uh, Derek Mason, the Oklahoma State DC, who was on the Stanford staff years ago, former I'd head coach at Vanderbilt. Maybe. And then Matt Entz, the coach at North Dakota State. Here's the other one he put on there. Brian Harson. I was just about to say, uh, our, our boss, Zach Blackerby, certainly wants <laughs> to get rid of uh, Brian Harson. And yeah, like I, I, I don't, no, I that I, if, if he's fired from Auburn, I would not want ASU to go in that direction. That no. is no, I just, I want someone who's going to excite the program, not feel like a retread, right? Like go NFL model of coaching. No one knows who he is. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and hire, hire new upstart coaches or whatnot, or, or guys who have won a lot before, not, you know, hey, this guy failed over here, but we think he can succeed over here. Like, eh, right. I, I don't know. That doesn't. But those are names to follow, and, and we will continue to cover it here on the show. Um, we probably won't get resolution for, for many months till after the season is, is over, but a lot of different ways they could go. Okay, let's switch over to Colorado and the. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. So. Coming into the year, I was low on the bus. I thought they'd be last in the Pac-12. They look like they are headed in that direction, unfortunately, for Colorado fans who are getting very frustrated. A number of them would like Carl Durrell to no longer have his job, which is an understandable feeling at this point in time. Yes. I was willing to their down year as long as they, you know, maybe a little competitive. And, yeah, I only thought they would win one game, but, like, it's Colorado, and with the new offensive staff, I think you need to give them time. But here's the thing. 
My preseason record prediction for them was one and eleven, which looks like it might be too generous at this point in time, unfortunately yeah. for Buffs fans. Um, I don't know who they're going to beat because I don't think they can score on Cal. I think Arizona's better. I I don't, I don't know who if if, if they're going to be able to they find got Arizona State and Boulder. Oh man, that is a that is a bottom dweller bowl right there, dude. I'm, I'm telling I'm you, like be, I'm not even confident about that game anymore. No, <laughs> no, really I don't, no, I don't know. I don't think that you should be, but I was willing to give Darrell time with the new offensive staff, but I was also thinking they would be mildly competitive in these games. And yeah, they had a brutal non-conference schedule TCU at home at air force at Minnesota. It's, it's tough. Like I expected them to lose all three, but Richie, it's been ugly. It, It has been aside from the first half of the TCU game, a game in which they didn't end up scoring a touchdown. It has been, how could it have been worse? They played three quarterbacks on Saturday. JT Shroud, I thought, needed to be named the starter. His completion percentage is wildly low. Lewis is not the guy. I mean, they don't have answers seemingly anywhere. Nothing has gone right. Is Carl Durrell going to make it through this season? I don't I don't think so. I, I feel like you can't. Like For what it's worth, though, like me and you were trying to do everything to hype him up. For one of our upsets, we were talking about how like you can't sleep on Colorado in Boulder with TCU coming to town, and that didn't well, work week, for week, them. Week one, like we were saying, like yeah, week one, you don't know bad, you're bad yet. Yeah, right. bad teams don't know they're bad, but Colorado knows they're bad now, and their fans know yes. they're bad. Yep they they have three offensive touchdowns this year. That's one a game in a best case scenario. Uh, Carl Durrell is to say he's not getting it done is one of the biggest understatements you could possibly come up with for college football right now. Like he just call a spade a spade. As I have said many a times before, he's not a good head coach. He's got eight wins in three years with his time at Colorado. Like you said, it does not, it does not look like there's a win on their, on their schedule. Their, their best chance is probably Arizona state. And that's because it's a home game because if you were going to Tempe, I would write them off. But you got to go to Tucson to play U of A, who's revitalized. They look a lot better. You still got USC. You got Utah. Do they play Cal? Are they at Cal? I think they are. I mean that like that's a potential win. I know the Bears have actually looked okay so far. I, I think it's important to remember, even though they're two and one and they played. They got them in games, Boulder. Right? They've got Cal in Boulder. Yeah, I think that and Arizona State are their only chances to win games. This year, and I mean, Arizona is not as ready as people think. They are, you know, progressing well, which is great to see. And you have to feel good for Wildcat fans there in, in that I sense. Don't. And I, I was, <laughs> nope, I was, I was, I was about to say. I know Richie does it on a personal level, but Arizona fans, I got your back. I'm happy that they're showing a real signs of life, and they get a test this week playing those Cal Bears in in Berkeley. But I just don't see it with with Colorado in. If you're Carl Durrell, you have to do a dramatic 180 just to save your job. And you need to at least start competing. I mean, if they they play UCLA this week, Bruins are big, big favorites. UCLA is off to a slow start this year. They're 3-0, and sure, but they have not looked sharp. So you have a UCLA team that's coming into your home stadium that is not playing at its best. If you can't even be competitive in that game, and I thought UCLA would be a top three team in the Pac-12 this year, looks like they might be middle of the pack, right? Maybe that, I mean, they can still turn it around, right? They still got those three easy wins 
on the on the resume and such. But man, Colorado just needs to. St- if, if Carl Durrell is going to keep his job, he doesn't necessarily have to win two, three, or four games here God, going forward. Be. You just got to be competitive. I mean, they're going into these games. You're playing Air Force, and you're getting routed. Crushed. You're getting crushed by Air Force, who just lost to Wyoming. Like, that's what I think the Buffs need to see from Darrell to keep him around after this year to justify it to their fans who do want to see him let go. Is you got to compete. It's yeah. It's just it, it's a terrible look for Colorado football right now. the The expectations for the Buffs are never ever high. And I mean, they had that one magical year a few years ago with like Lindy. Yep. Yep. And uh, the quarterback was it Steven Montez. Steven Montez. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was, that sure. was a fun sure team. It, it might have been the guy before. No, I, I'm pretty sure I, it was I Montez. Think it was, I, think I think you're right. Montez. But outside of that, I mean, Buffalo football is consistently bottom feeders in the Pac-12, let alone all of college football, Power 5 and otherwise. And you were, you were hoping that maybe Carl could, could get you competitive. Similar to Arizona State, the expectations in Boulder are not national championships. It's not even really Pac-12 championships. They want to be bowl eligible, and they're just not. And so much of that falls on the coaching. Similar to Arizona State, they lost a lot in the transfer portal, too. Like, no one wants to stay with this program because they're just not going anywhere. They're not even treading water. They are drowning. There are cinder blocks that are tied to their feet. And someone threw them into the Black Sea, and they're just sinking. So it's it, it's a it's a bad situation for Colorado. It blows my mind. He still has a job. Like I I understand that Herm was the favorite. I don't know how Carl uh, Durrell was not the favorite, but good for the people who bet on Herm Edwards to be the first Pac-12 coach fired. Yeah, I, I think the. The, the smart play would have been, I thought Darrell was a little low on that list. I'm like, David Shaw, no, David Shaw's got a longer it's leash than either of these guys yeah. and, and such. And um, look, you, you paid come to Arizona pretty... State. I'll take David Shaw. I, I, yeah, I think you would. But I, again, I think Arizona State should aim higher. I, I think they should use this as an opportunity to rebrand how people perceive them as a football program because. You know, I think an eight nine win season is what people see as the best they could do. Right, but it's not. It's not the case. Todd Graham had two ten win seasons, and I think Arizona State can be a Pac twelve, at least appear in the Pac twelve championship game. And if they build a program that's successful for several years, yeah, they, I could see them winning the Pac twelve. And I don't feel that way about about every school. By the way, Colorado, Cal, most notably. I'm like, I, I just, I don't. I don't see how that can happen. And Arizona is also uh, several, several years away, but you paint a dark picture, but it is dark times in Boulder for the bus and ASU is got, has got their coaching search underway. I suppose they're examining candidates. You know who we want and we'll continue to discuss Richie Bradshaw locked on sun devils at Richie Brad's with a Z 36 on Twitter. Check out his show on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcasts. My friend is great to talk to you as always. And I, like I said, at the start of the show, I am so here for a coaching vacancy. I love them. They're fascinating and we'll continue to cover them. Yep. And yeah, as always, I appreciate you coming on for what it's worth. A quick little plug is Spencer is going to be coming on Locked on Sun Devils sometime this week. Uh, I'm thinking either probably like Wednesday-ish is what I'm thinking. 
and we're going to continue our conversation for the Herm Edwards search and whatnot. So make sure that you're subscribing over to Locked On Pac-12 and check us out too for all the Herm Edwards talk in the whole wide world. Yep, we are going to continue to bring it. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you next time.